This yeah. is my first ever uh, little podcast. That I've oh, done, yeah? So. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm just let's just jump into it. So how do I beat David's marathon time? <laughs> well, I, have to you... be honest. I was thinking, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, because not only are you an ultra runner, but you're also um, a doctor of kinesiology, right? So you should you should know everything that I need to know in order to be successful, right? Yeah, I it, it's a really hard space because I mean it's all really individualized. So it's it's not like I have a magic yeah pill or anything that's like oh here you go and if you do this perfectly everything will go perfectly. Um, and I was thinking right before this, I was like, maybe I should ask David what his time was because I don't even remember what his time was that you're 321. To 321. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, and full disclaimer, that's actually faster than my fastest marathon, but, um, relatively speaking, right. Between men and women, men just generally run faster. So I have, I've qualified for Boston where David has not qualified for Boston relatively too my times but well in your time was um, i think you said 326 is that am i, I ran a 329 329 oh so you, me and yep. you are tied it comes down we'll have to look up the seconds yep yeah i'm so still that, my my qualifying time was a 335 at the time that i ran so okay okay and i yeah. think mine yeah. actually has changed because now that i'm older <laughs> i'm never gonna i'm never going to use it but now that I'm getting older, the, you know, the qualifying time for Boston, like is slightly getting a little bit easier yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let me ask you this, the time that you ran a 329, were you training pretty hard or following like a regimented training plan? Yeah. I mean, um, the way I would describe it was, I think. I think I got to the point I, at that point I hadn't stepped into what I would consider more of like an advanced or professional training, which is to say I, when I do my training, it's just all about mileage. Um, whereas I never did like, um, you know, um, like, Oh, I'm going to do a hundred meters, then take a break hundred meters. Like I never did speed days or things like that. Okay. I would just do miles and then try and get, you know, I'm right by Central Park, so hills are kind of already built into it. Um, yeah. But what okay. about you? Well, I think that would be kind of your token. I mean, most of my marathons were, especially when I qualified for Boston, that was very following like a very regimented plan um, with a lot of speed work because obviously – when people are qualifying or you're trying to beat David's time and get faster, right? So I think that would be your biggest key is adding in actual speed days. Mm. Um, it's kind of like with training, any kind of training, whether it's aerobic or resistance or anything, if you want to get faster or you want to get stronger or anything like that, you have to start running faster mm -hmm. um, and adding in kind of those days. Look, I mean, you you have a while till the New York City Marathon. Um, Mm -hmm. right because that's the one that you're going to try and or or chicago uh chicago okay. is in october so that actually i have so many questions i can ask you hold on a second i have to turn on my air conditioning 
Um, yeah, no problem. I turned it off for a second and my apartment, which is like maybe a hundred square feet is just, it get it gets so hot so quick. If I, I basically have to have the AC on 24 seven. Um, yeah. Oh, and also side note, um, I always, uh, just a little side note to anyone listening, David, I mentioned David, David is my cousin who I want to, I want to get the family record and Brooke is David's fiance. So that's the connection here. And also side note, um, I'm trying to think like, what do you think the rules are? If you two get married, do I also have to worry about you taking the family record? Are you going to take his last name? What's Uh, going on there? That's funny. We were kind of talking about that. I was like, maybe, you know, my, my record will be the distance. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not sure that anyone would be able to come at me for the distance. Um, but I have said, because I've been running ultras now for a while, and I think I'm I'm coming to the end or, like, the cap of how far I want to go with my ultra. So I was like, maybe you and I, you know, talking to David, I was like, maybe you and I should really start training together for, like, a fast marathon or something. No, no. Because um, I, have, <laughs> I have a very different perspective on it now that – I haven't run a marathon since uh, 2016. Oh, wow. um, I, I totally switched over to ultras and haven't really gone back. Um, but now that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm nearing, I'm nearing my distance cap. I'm like, Oh, maybe we should go short again and try and do something fast. But I was like, I don't know. I think for now I'll just keep the, I'll just keep the distance record for wobbles, but undecided yet if I'm taking the name or anything. So Okay, and now I'm reluctantly going to ask what's what's the what's the distance? Have you done a hundred uh, mile? No, and okay. I really have no desire. <laughs> I I have witnessed my dad has run two hundred milers with some buddies, and so I was pacing in some of those races and seeing a hundred mile races is just really it's crazy, and it's really cool to see people doing that. Um, but after seeing people close to me do it, I, I really don't have a desire. So right now I'm training for hundred K, um, which is 62 miles. And I think, I think that'll be kind of my distance cap. And then from there, I've been talking about, you know, getting into, and that's a, that's a race in Michigan, which will be relatively flat. So I'm like, maybe after that, I would start switching it up and doing an, a true like mountain ultra or, getting sure. doing a faster marathon or anything like that but yeah so 62 hopefully if i finish it that would be my my distance that's a more reasonable that's much more reasonable than 100 miles i think that's, yeah yeah that's a good modest Way choice shorter. yep <laughs> i remember one yeah. time someone was t- like as you mentioned the f- flatter course i remember one time someone said to me because i did the berlin marathon and uh, you know, people often are like, oh, well, that's, it's somewhat, it's pretty flat, right? I'm like, yeah, but it's still, it's still a marathon. Like, it's like people are, people talk about it like, oh, it makes it so much easier. It's like, no, it's like, you just, it doesn't, no, it's still hard. It's still incredibly yeah. hard. Um, but yeah. I don't know. How about for an ultra? Does that make a huge Those, difference for you? Um, Yes. Huge difference for the ultra. It's, Kind of in similar context, um, people have said to me for ultras, 
because technically an ultra is anything over a marathon. Mm -hmm. But the first like true ultra distance will usually be your 50K, which is about 31 miles. And so people, when they switch over from running a road marathon to an ultra, most ultras will be trail Mm. um, based. And so they'll say, well, it's just five more miles than a marathon, right? (laughs) Like it can't be that difficult. And you're like, uh, it's, for anyone that's run an ultra, it's kind of like, mm, yeah, yes, it's just five more miles in distance, yeah. but you have to think you're running all of that on trails, which is like up and down, mm-hmm. and totally different. It's taxing a totally different system of your body. So, um, yeah, someone said that to me, and then we trained for an ultra together, and we got done with the 50k, and she's like. I am I am embarrassed that I said that to you, Brooke. Like I totally understand now. Yeah. That it's not just five more miles. It's it's just totally different. But um, yeah. So kind of hills. If you get a flat course, it it makes a huge difference. But um, marathons probably. Was that was that tough? Like yeah. So when I when I think about ultras, I would love to try it someday. Um. And I'm curious, how much of an adjustment was it for you when you moved on? Because um, I, I, I know how tough a marathon is. So, what was it like to push yourself beyond that distance? Um, at the time, it was something that I needed. So, interestingly enough, the the marathon, I think I said that the last marathon I ran was 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that's a little bit of a lie because I, I quit. I walked off the mm. course at mile 19. I didn't mm. even finish the marathon. Um, and I was kind of hitting a really low point in in running. And I, I was hating running. Like, I didn't like it anymore. I was mm. Every run felt like I had to go out or something that I didn't want to do. So in, instead, of, I decided... From there, if I quit a marathon, let's just jump to an ultra, right, and see. And it it, it really is a totally different ballgame. So that, like, mentally is something that I was just ready for. But um, I think physically it's, it's, it's really hard to totally prepare for it, right, because you, you really shouldn't be going out and running 30 miles before you get to your 30-mile race. Like, that's just way too far, similar to a marathon. Yeah. Like, Typically, I would never tell anyone to run 26 miles before the race. Um, so it is just, it's, it's a totally different ball game. But I think it, it's so different, though. I mean, you're running slower. So like a lot of road marathons, you're running for time or speed or anything like that. And most people, when you transition into an ultra, it's more of, I just want to finish and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, And if you ever have a chance to go to a trail marathon or ultra and just be around, most of the time they'll run laps. If you can be around the start and finish area with people running laps through, it's the energy is just totally different and it's super fun. I personally run way slower. I eat real food the whole time. Um, You kind of meet people, start chatting with people on the run. Um, so that aspect was just totally different from marathons, which I, which I've loved so far. Um, but as far as the physicality and that, I mean, it's really tough on your body. So you have to just like be really prepared for that. And I always tell people 
think a lot of people want to do ultras or really long distance running as a way to prove something to themselves or others mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever. But I always tell people to respect the distance and just understand that it's, it's not like running 26 miles on pavement on flat road or even not flat road. Um, very different from that. So just respect that and just know that it takes training and recovery and nutrition. And there's just so many things that go into having a quote unquote successful race or at least making it enjoyable enough, right? Like you don't want to yeah, be so yeah. miserable that yeah. it's like, I can never do this again, even though yeah. everyone says that at the end and then signs up for another one. That's what I said after my later. first marathon. I was just like, yep. well, fuck that. And then, yep. Like, yeah, I, I was expecting a very different feeling. I thought I was going to be like crying when I crossed the finish line. And I was just like, I could not be bothered to do this ever again. Yep. And then like, yeah, then like a month went by and it was sort of like, I felt, <laughs> I felt like it, I, I was hooked. I realized I was hooked on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just such a fun atmosphere to be around, I think. And yeah. So the challenge I think is so fun. Um, yeah. and if you do end up getting into ultras, that might be when you start getting teary eyed when you come to the finish. I don't know yeah. if it's out of like excitement that I do it or anyone else does it, or if it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so close to the finish. I'm so happy. I could cry. And you literally do yeah. cry sometimes, but I'm sure yeah. it's different for, yeah. When I'm thinking about crying and all that, uh, like, I, I think it's very different. I, I'd be curious to hear what, if, if that has ever happened for you, like, and why, but like, for me, it happened. So I've done four marathons. The, the first one was I got, I, I'd never cried, but like, I got teary eyed at the beginning of the first one, just cause it took me almost, it took me like 14 months plus to like start the process of qualifying and training and it was just so much to get there it was like holy shit like this is happening <clears throat> um then uh never got emotional uh except i was injured for a couple like basically during covid i was injured um which is great because just sitting around um and then this past year i got pretty i got emotional after i finished the race because i got so um I was still dealing with like an injury and I was so focused on like, don't, you know, don't cause permanent damage. I was just so worried about that, that after the race was over and I realized that I was like a runner again after like, I guess it was a total three year, four year process. Um, that's when I got emotional. Cause it like, it's, I, I'm sure it's true for you. It's like running is a huge part of your life. Right. And so to have that go away for the better part of two years, um, and then like spending time to like pull yourself out of kind of a hole that I put myself in, um, and then to be back in it, it felt really good. But have you ever been emotional during a race? Like you're talking about finishing a ultra and yeah, I think that's a cool story on your part though. I, I've luckily never, had an injury that took me forcibly out of running, which is kind of cool. Um, but I hear similar things from anyone that's injured that truly enjoys running and just being yeah. able to like that whole process of getting back into it is really emotional because I think it really is for a lot of runners. This is a huge 
part of our lives and just the challenge of it, especially getting prepared for even half marathons, marathons, anything, you know, people are putting mm-hmm. so much effort into it. And it is, you're, you're gearing up for like one big thing as opposed to, I yeah. think there are like other sports, you know, it's just, you have games or competitions like every so often throughout a season where we are gearing up for one thing and you have like one chance to go for it. Um, generally speaking, I don't recall. I mean, now it's been kind of a long time since I've run a marathon. I don't recall getting emotional in any like marathons, half marathons, but I think part of it is that a lot of times you are running much faster and you have a lot more of those thoughts in your head of like getting to the finish line in a certain time where it kind of starts, starts to shift in ultra where it's just getting to the finish line. Sometimes you have to, you're trying to meet a cutoff and you're cutting it quite close. And it's like, if you miss the cutoff, right? Like you are technically counted as a DNF, but, um, with an ultra, you're out there for so long. And depending where you're at in the pack, I'm a very average, like mid pack runner. And I always tell people this for some reason, even right in the start of ultras, I like just end up totally by myself for whatever reason. I'm like, man, why is no one just like right at my exact time so we can start Hmm. talking or something. But, and so you're out there for so long, often by yourself, where the last couple, I mean, you have a lot of time to think and process. Yeah. So I think in ultras, that's where kind of the emotion starts to come from because it's like you've been out there for either for me, sometimes six or 14 hours. 14? By yourself. What are you talking about? Um, 14 hours. 14 was a, I ran a 50 mile oh, in Minnesota God. and that was hard (laughs) that was a brutal one um and so I think I was like really close to the cutoff and I think the cutoff was 14 hours but yeah so you're out there for so long if you're by yourself I mean running is like a therapy session for me and then towards Mm -hmm. the end it just gets a little emotional so usually it's it's a little farther from the finish um I'm maybe like you know, single digits or four miles left. And you're like, okay, I can, I can do the last four, right? I ran 46 already. Like, yeah. I think we can do the last four. That kind of starts to get emotional or you make like a final turn and you know exactly where you're at. And then once I see the finish, it's like, I'm not crying anymore. I'm just like so happy to actually just get done and be done with yeah. the race and cross the line and not have to be running anymore. But yeah, I think those like marathon where you are running a lot faster and there's a little bit more adrenaline. Um, yeah. I think ultras, you kind of lose some of that adrenaline and you're just running on whatever the heck you can find. Um, so with the adrenaline and stuff, I, I think just for me, a lot of the emotion wasn't there until maybe after, like when I qualified for Boston, mm-hmm. um, I think more emotion after of like when it actually sank in Yeah. or during Boston was really really cool but after and then being like oh my gosh like that's really cool I just ran Boston but you're you're you don't have as much time to process some of that stuff I think so Uh, when you when you're running ultras I guess it depends on the distance but how how do you stop how often do you stop or put in some walking or actually to put this in 
perspective, I have not run a marathon without walking ever. I've walked in every single marathon I've run. Okay. Um, and I definitely, I mean, a lot of ultras for people will turn into some hiking. <laughs> right, right. We just say we're like, we're pretty much run hiking. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely sounds, people are like, oh, you're running 62 miles. It's like, not not running 62 miles. Um, a lot of my training runs right now, today was around 22 miles. And I really wasn't walking for that unless I was stopping for food. Like I'll always mm-hmm. stop at aid stations and try and like walk through a little bit. Depending on how hilly a course is, a lot of people, um, at least I shouldn't say a lot of people. This is totally personal to me. I'll end up having to walk almost every hill. I have to walk up the hill and then I try my best to run downhills and flat Mm -hmm. Um, towards the end of the ultra. It kind of starts to become a little bit more of a scuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're picking like very intensely picking your feet up don't hit a root or something like that but no there is and it it totally depends too I think there have been ultras where I've walked a lot more than others depends on my training how well mm-hmm. that went how the day is going how hilly the course is um and how I'm feeling so the 100k will be interesting because I think this is the best I've ever felt um and trained for an ultra um but also this is my longest distance so it's kind of if i was running a 50k this would probably be my best 50k but i'm not yeah. running a 50k i'm running double that so <laughs> Where either way it? i'm definitely going to do a lot of walking stop by traverse city michigan okay so yeah up north but i don't think i've ever run on those trails so we'll see but yeah how is your training going for beating David? So if you want to talk about that. Yeah. So oh, he's going to love to hear this. I had to take a few weeks off <laughs> um, oh, because no. what happened, because I'm trying to do a few things at the same time. Cause I'm actually, I'm still trying to <laughs> still tr- trying to get rid of my COVID weight. Um, and <clears throat> I did lose some, but I'm still, uh, I've still have quite a few pounds that I would like in a perfect world. If I, if I could pick my weight for November, it would probably be at least 20, 25 pounds less than I currently am. And in the end of January, early February, I started, I was feeling a lot better with my running. I had just done like my first half since the marathon last year. And, um, I just put too many things on my plate and I started to feel what seemed like could be an injury. Um, because I, what I did was I was running in the morning. I had just gotten my weekly mileage back up into like around 30 miles a week. And I joined, I was like, I need to do more. So I started doing boxing classes. I started doing, um, weightlifting at night and I started, I joined a, um, adult excuse me i need some water i i joined an adult volleyball league and a lot of it was fun and a lot of it did make me feel like better because i spend so much time sitting at a desk 
that it was nice to like be active multiple times a day. I feel like that's it, it. It actually felt like a little bit more normal. It felt a little bit more like what I remember from like high school and college where it's like, you're, you know, when you're in sports and stuff, you're probably running around, you might like play. Like I used to like play basketball at lunch and then I'd have, I was on the volleyball team in the afternoon or whatever. Um, but now that I need to focus more on flexibility, I think, and this was something I wanted to talk to you about is just like general health of my muscles and tendons and ligaments. Something happened where in my left calf, like on, I don't even know if I would say the calf, but it was like the, the just the outside of my leg something got, it, it just felt like something there turned to stone. And like, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't like do anything with the leg. It was just like pain if I tried to do any sort of explosive action. So like, um, I stopped running and in my volleyball league, I just said, Hey, I can't, I can't jump. <laughs> like I can play back row. I can't jump. And, um, it was like that for two weeks or a week and a half. And then I, it was, then it was probably tender for another couple of weeks. So February, long story short, um, where I am now is I've been running again. Uh, I feel fine, which is good. But um, the big thing I'm trying to, there's two things I'm working on. Number one is there's the Brooklyn half marathon, which is one of the bigger half marathons here in New York. Um, that's going to be happening in like seven weeks, something like that. So I'm hoping that that goes much better, that faster than my last half marathon in February, which it could. But I think my biggest obstacle right now is just muscle therapy. And like, when I, when I run now, the biggest things I am worried about is basically the tightness of my muscles and the ligaments and the tendons and the and the health of my knees and stuff and like the strength of my knees and my joints um cuz it's you know part of it is probably just age and just wear and tear but like it's a different limitation than like 5 years ago when I was at my peak as a runner when I had my fastest time back then it wasn't really about my joints and my muscles it so to speak it was like breathing and stomach and you know like the like those were the things that would really shut down now those things don't bother me i and so to segue that how do you what do you do in regards of like stretching like how do you what what do you think is a good recipe like if you're if you're running every day or six days a week or whatever like how much time do you allow for stretching before or after, or what's your approach to like muscle or just body health for all that wear and tear? Yeah. Um, I'm going to speak totally personally, anecdotally. Mm -hmm. um, I, this is going to be kind of a do as I say and not as I do type of situation I okay. really don't stretch yeah. um I have always kind of found especially with running you know running when people talk about like warming up yeah. for activity I am 100% on board with needing warm up 
But it's always interesting because sometimes people will use running as a warm up for resistance training. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. Um, so I was always kind of in the camp of my first couple miles of my run are my warm up. Right? Yes. Especially when you're getting into these longer distances, you're you're already out there for so long. Yeah. Um, I just I intentionally and allow my body to start a little slower. Yeah, I used to do that maybe too. Your goal pace. Yeah. Um. So that is a <laughs> warm up for me for my runs. Um. I have always had full intention of especially ultra training and this training cycle because I was like this is going to be my best training cycle I'm going to do everything right yeah yeah and so I was like I'm going to keep resistance training up until like my mileage gets way too way too high or you know like a month out from race day um that has stopped that stopped really quick I I just tend to really focus. So I only run, I run five days a week. Okay. And then take two days, Monday and Friday are totally off other than like walking the dog. And what I personally, I think doing more yoga or something like that would be really beneficial for me. And I enjoy yoga, um, but I don't do it. It's it's <laughs> kind of like a, you know, I'm already spending so much time yeah. getting up trying to get like you know my midweek runs now which is not normal so for anyone sure. listening you don't have to be doing this in the middle of your week if you're not training for 100k but my midweek runs are like eight and a half miles right that I'm trying to get before I start a work day um so I'm usually just like out back and then let's get going like with my day I'm yeah. done with the run. Um, I will do the little baby stretches like today after my long run, you know, you just, you stop running and then you kind of start cramping up and not necessarily cramping up, getting, getting stiff, just yeah. a little bit more stiff, but, and so I'll like stretch my calves a little bit, stretch my quads. And then I get in a car and drive 25 minutes home and, and yeah. do nothing. So I, I think they're, I think it's important. I think there is a time and a place and I enjoy foam rolling. I, mm -hmm. we have a foam roller. I think that helps probably the most. There are a lot of people, I don't know. This is kind of stretching is, has in, in the last like couple of years in research and stuff, stretching before, exercise is kind of out now um it's more of the dynamic dynamic movements and warming up and then yeah. stretching post exercise is kind of the way you would want to do that but um it's just kind of interesting i feel like a lot of runners specifically do not stretch and i, yeah. I don't know why i don't know what the stigma around stretching is or if it is just you know we are out there when we're training for something longer, we're already out there for so long that when we get done, it's just like, oh my gosh, do I want to take all this yeah. time? But I have been really lucky. Like I said earlier, I have not suffered from injury really at all, um, which I think is kind of rare, but I also think there are some people too that are just prone to it no matter yeah. what, right? So if, if 
they're getting into running, they might experience more. So I do hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, you're going to get injured by running this much. And I don't, I don't think, I don't believe in, I think overuse injury is going to be very common with runners. Yeah. Um, if you are not properly fueling, recovering. Um, and I think that just kind of takes knowing your body of my body needs a break, kind of like you took a break a couple of weeks ago. Um, that is way more worth it than trying to run through it and then ending, ending up with an actual injury that you can't run through. But um, I don't know that I specific recipe because I, I am <laughs> so bad in that area. But it's kind of for me more of a, man, I'm feeling tight, kind of yeah. I use some foam rolling or yeah. some good stretching or I have time to do this yoga class on an off day. Um, I think there are quite a few people also in the camp of like movement is some of the best ways to prevent some of that stuff, um, preventing that stiffness and tightness or anything. So keep walking, keep lifting weight, anything like that. Um, but I, I'm definitely in it, in the camp of, I'm guessing most most running injuries are just overuse injuries um, and not properly fueling and recovering. Um, That's how I got injured. I just, when I got injured, it was because like, and I'll never do this again as much as I want to. um, It was, I had, it was early 2019. I had already run three marathons. So I thought I knew everything. And um i was training for a half marathon and uh like i was following a program where it was like the the intensity was like back and forth between weeks so like one week was supposed to be let's say 25 miles and then the next week was going to be like 34 miles or something like that and it you know kind of did that up and down for 16 weeks or whatever it was and on one of the lower weeks i missed like every day of running uh, for because life came up and then the next week I was like oh well I'm just gonna bust my ass and like be intense and make up for it and I was trying to throw in like 40 miles in that week and to go from what was zero or five and then and I remember feeling uh, I ended up getting plantar fasciitis um, and I felt it coming and I didn't know what it was uh, but I just thought like oh I can push through this and I, and I was able to, like, I was able to continue my training and do the Brooklyn half, but I had that pain the entire time. And I thought it was just like a soreness. But then after the half marathon, like, I was like, oh, okay, I'll take off like one or two weeks before I start running again. And like, I still had that soreness and then it just never went away. And then, yeah, then, then it kept going. It, it took a while before I realized I had to actually, but yeah, I, it, it's tough, but I, the part of why I ask about like taking care of the body is I really would like, like it, I, and kind of what you were saying before, like runners, we gain, we get so much from this, like in a variety of aspects of our lives. And I would like it to be like the foundation of my health for like ever, if I could. And um like the 
people think that this stuff wrecks your body. And I think it like it just puts a lot of stress on your body. So it could. And I want to be one of the people who's able to manage it because like you, if you go to, especially like the New York city marathon or any, any historical marathon where there's a ton of people who have been doing it for a long time, you'll see people in their sixties and seventies doing it. And like, they're kicking ass and I want to be one of those. But then there are some people who just, you know, thrash their body around and then they're hobbling around for the rest. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be going in for knee surgery and stuff if I can help it. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, it's kind of in the in the physical activity space and world that I'm in. Our our favorite line for people is "It depends," and everything is totally individualized. Yeah, and people hate that, but. It totally is. I mean, it's so true that it depends on the person. It depends how many miles you're running. It depends on your past experience. It depends on what else you're doing other than running. Um, but I think there is a huge difference, too, between feeling muscle tightness and soreness and an injury. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, you know, this, the stretching and that kind of like additional movement. So some of the best recovery from long runs for me, once I, I mean, like today I had just like a really, really great long run. Um, and I'm having a really great training cycle for many reasons other than just, well, I'm training really hard or something. Cause yeah. I'm, I, I wouldn't even consider myself training really hard. I think I'm doing a lot of other things, right. That's making my running feel better. Um, but I never used to fathom getting done with a 22 mile run and then being able to like still take the dog for a walk and yeah. still like get up and do outdoor things or moving around. Um, and that has now become a norm, right? Of not, I think you get done with a run and then you just sit. I think that is pretty detrimental. Um, but getting up and just continuing to, to move your muscles yeah. and joints and things like that will be really, really helpful. Um, also, I think finding something that you like um, or can stick to, if there is just a few basic stretches that you can do after every run that you enjoy doing, you can stick to it, do it. Yeah. Um, if you enjoy yoga and that's something that you would like want to go to a class for and do or do in your house or anything like that, do it, but find something that might work for you. Clearly I haven't found what works for me. I, I think I'm to the, to the point in training, especially where in the beginning it's so easy. And then towards the end, it's like, you know, you get so tired and this is probably the best time then to be doing a lot of those things, but you just get tired and so you start to to let certain things go. I think the other thing too, thinking about just longevity and being able to do this for a really long time, I think it takes, not I think, it does take a lot of practice to just start understanding your body a little bit more mm -hmm. and not, I used to follow training plans like to a T, I can't change anything about it because this person is saying if I want to run this time in theory I have yeah. to do all of these exact things I 
have totally changed my mindset about that and become a little bit more in, in tune with my own body and abilities. Um, I think I qualified for Boston running like the least amount of miles I have ran training for a marathon. What um, was that? And like averaging four days a week of running. Um, and gosh, I don't even, I might've hit 50 mile, a 50 mile week, like once. Okay. Training for Boston, but, uh, or qualifying for Boston, I should say. But yeah, I was running pretty low miles because that's what worked for me and taking my training runs very seriously. Right. So I was like, I would rather run less. Um, and that was probably good injury prevention too, being able to run less miles, but taking my long run very seriously and running that properly, running your speed workout properly, running your tempo run properly um, and run your easy runs easy, right? Like every run and training program is going to have very specific reason for doing it. Um, And I think if you take those seriously, um, that will kind of help put things together. Other things I'm, I keep going off on tangents, but getting back to this like longevity and being good to your body and muscles the recovery of your running is so important too. And I think that's another thing like listening to your body of there have been multiple training runs. I mean, it's happening less and less often because I'm doing things a little bit differently now, but there have been multiple times where I set out for a specific run. Um, and it's just not, it's just not going <laughs> right. Um, yeah. There might be things in life that are going on, right? So during my PhD, when I was very, very stressed, it depended on what type of week I was having. Um, Stress level is going to be huge for impacting training and so many aspects of your life. And then that impacted my sleep. And then my lack of sleep is then impacting running, right? So if you're not taking care of mental health, sleep, proper nutrition, anything like that, um, I think that can be pretty detrimental to, to just like general feelings of fatigue and leading to injury or anything like that. Um, and then just generally, sometimes you're just having an off day. Um, and if you're out for a super long run and it's like so taxing to get to that point mm-hmm. um, and you're so fatigued for whatever reason, is this, worth pushing through to like get to the end of the long run right and that took me a lot of practice it depended on where am I at in training how did the rest of my week go um and like do I have the space and capacity to alter this run um most of the time you do um people just struggle with that thinking that they have to be so regimented um I actually just last week and I was supposed to run 14 miles and David and I were back in Minneapolis and it was very cold. I did not bring the proper attire. I ran a half mile and I called him yeah. and said, I'm not, I'm not running. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing too. You made a good point. You, there was the time that you experienced injury, you were making up for lost time. Yeah. Um, I really don't try and do that anymore, especially if I'm like, I have almost two months to go, just under two months to go. Um, and this is just not the time now to be like making up for anything, right? Like my long runs are still going well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I skipped a 
skipped full 14 miles, did not make up for it at all this week. Um, had a great 22 mile run today. Like <laughs> I think just, you know, just trust, trust your training program um, yeah. and trust your body. You're, you're not meant, it's still very scary, right? Thinking that I ran 22 miles today and in two months I have to run 62. Yeah. Um, it's hard for people to not just like go really, really gung ho because they're like, well, that's still so far away or I'm not, I'm not physically ready for that. And that's, that's the point. That's the point of training. Um, you're, you're not supposed to be ready right now. Otherwise your training program is totally off, right? Like you want to be ready yeah. the day that you're running. Um, but hopefully some of those things that I mentioned in my little tangent are helpful <laughs> for longevity yeah. and recovery, but you know, yeah. I, I was just saying there's something that I've been really I've been wanting to do um, that I've I've been trying to get David to do, too, um, because you, you know, David Goggins, like I know I've talked to David about his book and stuff. Um, have you heard of the four by four by 48 challenge or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever done it or would you do it? Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's so funny because David you know, he has asked me about it and talked to me about it. Um, and I think he, in his view, it's like, well, you've run ultras, you've run yeah. multiple ultras. Yeah. What about this one? Like, this would be something that's kind of cool. And I was like, absolutely not. I have, that is crazy. That one is crazy, I think. And I was like, yeah, but I get to finish my race in one go, one yeah. day. I'm done. Um, and it's so funny because David and David will run with me every yeah. once in a while and we get to a stoplight. It's like, oh man, I hate stopping in the yeah. middle of my run. Yeah. And I'm like, but you want to do the four, like, yeah. right. Cause you take breaks, right? Like you're only running four miles at the top of the hour or something. Yeah. Every four, four miles hours. every four hours for 48 hours. Yeah. So I'm like, you imagine taking however many breaks that would take in 48 hours and having to keep going out and running like yeah. no no that's not for me you want to do it hell yeah is this a um is there like a set race that does this or no. do people just do it on their own people do it on their own and he used okay. to do it i guess on a certain weekend but he stopped that um some okay. i guess some crazy person is trying to sue him for stupid reasons anyways uh yeah so there it's been going on lately where people have been like posting you know like oh i just did it this weekend i originally wanted to try and do it this weekend but i decided against it because just of how much running i've been doing lately i felt like that would just be a bit much um on my body right now but i do want to do it i want to try and do it this year um and I, I'm curious just about what would be the hard, I, th I think there's no way to know what would be the hardest part, because I would start by thinking the hardest part would be the sleep. Because like, you know, for me to, especially where I live now, for me to go to Central Park, run the four miles, come back, that is, and I'd be going at a slower pace, that's like over an hour. And so... Like, I guess door to door, that might be like an hour and a half. So like if I was to get sleep in there, 
I would only be sleeping for like two hours at a time. And I am not mm -hmm. good about operating on bad sleep. So I would think that would be the hardest part, but I also don't know how that would feel on my legs too. Cause normally when I break up runs, like if I do like, there's been a couple of times like for marathon training where, excuse me, where, um, maybe I needed to run 18 miles that day and I had an actual race that was like a half marathon. So then I would just do the 13 and then like go off on my own and do another five. But like it might, there might be like an hour long break for me to get away from where the race was and go to a, like a park or something where I can do that. So I've done that before and that works fine. This just seems like a whole other animal. Um, yeah, but I want to try and, and do it with David. <laughs> yeah, personally, it's just I would rather just get done. Yeah. Um, all those breaks would like if you just imagine being done with a long run and how sore you are, and then trying to start another run feeling like that. Um, I have I have no interest in that. That it, it truly it sounds way harder to me than just running an ultra. Like really? I would rather just run an ultra. Um, but everyone has different views on that. I would say for you trying to be David this year. Yeah, let's get back to that. That's that what's should, really important. I think that you should wait and not not do that in the middle unless you do it like soon. Um, I I don't know that I would throw it randomly in okay. to a training cycle. Okay. Um, but are you in like a, a true training program yet or probably not this early? No, right now, let me look at my schedule. Um, right now, basically what I have on my calendar is, let's see, let's just go through, let's just go through this together. So yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight weeks until the Brooklyn half marathon. And so what oh, I've yeah. done on my okay. calendar is on every Saturday, I have a long run where it's like, uh, I really should get in X amount of miles. Um, today, I did not do that today. Actually, maybe, maybe after this, I'll go run some extra miles to make <laughs> up for it. Uh, last week I did eight today. I did six next week. I wrote 10. So it's kind of all over the place. And then like during the week, during the week, it's just like, can I run at least, I don't know, like I, I'm just kind of going off a of feel right now, but it's generally, it's like, can I run at least like four miles a day during the week? Like just easy runs. Cause there's like a very easy four mile loop in central park that I can just kind of bang out real quick. And if, and maybe like sometimes when I've been doing my running earlier this year, like during my sort of easier runs during the week, I usually plan it out, but like, sometimes I just go by feel. So if it's like, okay, Monday, I ran four miles today's Tuesday, maybe I'll add on an extra mile and do like five or six or just to get the mi weekly mileage up a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, I, as far as more specifics, um, I'm definitely going to need to do that post half marathon, like through, through this summer, like this whole summer is going to have to be pretty well structured I think in order to get the time down because so like 
from my fastest time when I was did 329, like, yeah, I, I feel like I, I still have quite a ways to go to get back to that. And like, fortunately, my body, my body does respond to my training pretty well. But like, I think my biggest obstacle is just like myself, like not, it's really tough finding that fine line of, you know, sometimes you, sometimes life gets in the way and you don't do enough or sometimes you push things too hard. And then like this past month where I had to take weeks off, I was still being active. I was still playing sports and stuff, which was, I think some of that was very good, but um, yeah, right now, right now it's very casual and um, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to get serious once we get to like the end of May. Yeah, I think I think you would really benefit from following a little bit more of a regimented plan. So I always, whenever I'm training for something, I always have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I I and you that's just kind of based off of either well depending on what race I'm doing, but past experiences um now just that I've had so much experience I I kind of know what works better for me um and just general knowledge being able to put something together but I think the benefit of following a training plan I mean you really want to be progressively building up to like the one race right and so you want it you and there's there's a proper way to do that. Um, and there's not proper ways to do that. So I think that like following a plan at least puts it kind of in your head or on your calendar. What, so now for my calendar, um, I do all mine by hand still, but I have all my weekly mileage and I, I wrote down what my total week, weekly mileage is for like every week sure. so that, I'm totally aware that, okay, I'm building properly for each weekly mileage because um, you don't want to jump too high from week to week. Right. But you also don't want to like stay stagnant or be going less and just kind of like missing that because you're not paying attention to how far you're running each day or you're kind of like changing how far you're running. Um, and so I think that's really important and properly building those long runs because you don't just you don't want to jump your long run too long, um, but then you you want to still keep the weekly mileage um, improving and getting a little bit higher. Um, I'm now to the point where, I mean, my weekly mileage isn't jumping a lot, but I want to make sure it's progressing like at least one to two miles at this point. Um, and building to the highest weekly mileage, not being marathon week, like, you know, you're you don't want to, you don't want that to be your highest weekly mileage because you're probably going to have some sort of um, like deload couple weeks before your marathon. Right. But yeah, so you, you just want to make sure, I think it's a good way to be aware of and avoiding peaking too early, avoiding injury. Um, and it's a good way to kind of start to get to know your body as well. So if you kind of train, The same way. That's one thing I think has been really nice for me. This training cycle, I have, I've, I've never, I've never taken like Monday, Friday off 
So I run long on Saturday and have just like extra miles on Sunday. Never, ever, ever used to fathom being able to jog at all the day after a long run. Um, and now it's just kind of like my norm, right? I, I, I kind of know what Tuesday is going to feel like because it's a yeah. pretty standard run. I do the same thing every Tuesday, um, unless mileage is like increasing. I do the same thing every Wednesday, unless mileage is generally increasing. Same thing Thursday, same training run Saturday, same thing Sunday. So you kind of get the feel for what to expect and how that's going to feel. And then if you're starting to feel different or it's changing, then that's like a light bulb moment of, oh, this Saturday long run is I am just gassed from the start, even though I took Friday off or something. So maybe that means my Tuesday through Thursday running, I was doing too much or I was trying to run too fast or doing something different and that didn't didn't work for me. Um, or just kind of like things like that. So I know that Monday's off. So Tuesday is, I mean, now with ultra training, it's kind of all easy running for me. Um, but Tuesday feels great, right? After a day off. Yeah. So I think you kind of get, it helps you get in a groove of learning your body. Um, and knowing that like, okay, something fell off this week. What could that have been where you can't get to know that if you're kind of running sporadically or based on feel and the other thing with based on feel is that you could start to run too much if you're mm -hmm. feeling good right and that's one thing that a training program helps avoid I think it gets really exciting of like oh my training is working and I'm feeling better let's go um yeah. but that's one thing you want to avoid because that can start one over training and two just peaking too early you don't necessarily want to do that so I've gotten to the point like long runs or really most of my runs specific to ultra training, not necessarily marathon training, marathon training. I think you can definitely run a lot harder. You can run speed runs and you can be, yeah. you can feel gassed at the end of those. Um, with ultra training, it's like, you know, I'm only running 22 miles today. Race week, I have 40 more miles to go. Yeah. So I'm to the point where I want to finish a long run and tech, like mentally, I know I can go farther. Physically, I, I, I could go farther. Um, but I'm not just going to do it to do it because, again, there's like a system to it. So all that to say, I think you would really benefit from just a training program. And, again, it's like you don't have to – there are days that I totally change based on – weather or how I'm feeling, right? Like right. maybe Tuesday, Wednesday was just too much for my body. Thursday, I'm just going to drop it down because I want my long run to go better. Um, but I think that that will be something that when you talk about beating David, um, he did not follow in any sort of training program. And I think that could be really beneficial and adding in some speed work very intentionally. Speed work. Yeah. The, one thing I'm trying to juggle right now, cause, so I have done more structured programs in the past where like, you know, you find the PDF and like, mm -hmm. it has, has like the days of the week. Um, like, so for example, last I have, I have a spreadsheet. So like last week I did, last week was my first full week back from rest or whatever you want to call it, but I was playing volleyball all through that time. But last week I did 19 miles 
my long run was eight miles. Um, so I did like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off long on Saturday off on Sunday. And then this week, this week, what happened was I woke up Monday, ran just two miles, but then that night I played volleyball, got tired as hell next night played volleyball tired as hell legs were just locked up so then i wasn't running tuesday wednesday and then thursday i ran four miles i felt tight as hell so yesterday i took the day off to rest so i'm only at 12 miles for the week but i was but yeah the the big the trouble is like the vault because we were talking about you know adding in strength or like other things that are fun and that's the thing i'm trying to juggle right now because like i think doing other sports is help like doing volleyball definitely helps because it's working so many more muscles in the body and like and as far as what it's doing in my legs it's like different types of you know strain on them good strain and good good engaging of the muscles but at the same time, it's like, I have to make sure I have to balance that stress with my running. And so it's a little different. Cause like, normally I would try and run, you know, 10 miles more this week than I, than I have so far. Um, so I think that'll, that'll also be a thing that I change once I get to the summer is just no, no other stuff. Like that way I can stick to a schedule. And like, not have to yeah. worry about like, well, shit, I was jumping up and down for an hour last night and like my muscles are just, it's, it's, it's like, am I straining them too much by doing that and running, you know, is it hurting or helping? Yeah. yeah I think that's a great thought. And I feel like at this point, I mean, you're far away from a November yeah. marathon, right? Like you have a ways to go, but I, I do think, and this is one of the principles of training, I guess you would call it is specificity. And when you have like a very specific goal, like you to run a marathon in a certain time, you really need to be training specific to that goal. Um, again, kind of like depending how bad you want it. Sometimes it's like, well, I would like to do that, but to me, it's more important to play volleyball. Um, but I think when it gets down to it and gets closer, I do think it would be beneficial because you do want to be spending most of that time in doing the actual activity yeah. that your goal is for. Um, I don't think it's it's probably not hurting that much right now. I think it's great to just be getting like general activity. Um and if you're already at a long run of eight miles and your half marathon isn't for eight weeks or something, I mean, you'll be able, you'll definitely be able to run a half marathon at that point. Um, but yeah, just, I think one thing is just kind of start considering like a training program, how long that program is going to take. And one of the reasons that programs are the length that they are is so you're kind yeah. of like peaking at the right moment. Um, so I don't think you don't need to be doing a ton of like super specific stuff right now. Like for anyone else, I would be saying this is kind of just like building your base, right? Like getting back into physical activity, yeah. getting back into thinking about like running a little bit more often and just thinking about the, um, 
like the schedule of it. I kind of started yeah. doing that before I started training for the ultra of like, okay, I've never run a Tuesday through Thursday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. So I'm just going to kind of like start doing that with, at really low mileage. But yeah, definitely something to consider because then you also risk injury with volleyball too. Um, yeah. And that would be a huge bummer. But yeah, I think, I think for now it's totally like if that's something that you enjoy and that it's still physical activity and gets you moving, I think that's great. Um, and then probably most marathon training programs I think I've done were like 16 weeks. Yeah. Um, so getting to that point might be a good time to consider. Yeah. Well, I think, um, Oh, and one thing, so curious how you've handled this sort of situation. So my two marathons this year, I think are four weeks apart. That's pretty close. I did a couple of years ago, I did Brooklyn and then, or not Brooklyn, I did Berlin and then New York, which I think was six or seven weeks apart. And I was able to make that work. And that's actually, that was when I did New York that it that was when i got my fastest time but those two extra weeks is a huge deal and i don't know how to navigate going from chicago and then recovering and then having three and a half weeks to get ready for new york have you been in that kind of situation i have not so you ran your fastest marathon was new york and that was after berlin I don't even know. What I'm yeah, saying. I think let me pull up a bigger calendar where I can see the months side by side. Um, yeah, because Berlin was like, I think it's mid September, and then oh, New, okay. New York is the first weekend of November. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So seven. So six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, I have not ever been in that situation. And I think the only time that I would put myself in that situation is if I wasn't necessarily taking the second one super seriously. Um, (laughs) So, like, if you do end up doing Chicago, and I actually, I think I mentioned this to David, if you do end up doing Chicago, I would consider making that like mm-hmm. the, the big one, big effort. Um, I mean, gosh, if I had a chance to run both Chicago and New York in the same year, I think that's awesome to be able to do that. But I just wouldn't expect to be able to perform, yeah, optimally or 100% at both of them because, again, with aerobic training, um and training for marathon, you are really intentionally building up for that like one time point. Yeah. Um, and after, I mean, that is going to be, especially going for a certain time, running that speed, that's going to be pretty taxing. Yeah. Um, and that just takes recovery and probably full recovery from that is like a week, but then yeah. you know, you can start losing VO2 max um, adaptations at that point too. And at that point you really, it only being then three weeks out from another marathon, it's kind of like too late to do any specific training at that point. So at that point, you're just kind of trying to hang on 
to whatever you have. And you can very easily hang out to a distance, right? Like, yeah, you'll be able to do that. But I'm not sure that like optimally running both of those like really, really fast. So I would just consider just make Chicago your big one. Um, and then if yeah. that, if it doesn't go at that one or it doesn't work at that one or you don't have optimal conditions, like yeah. who knows? There could be a lot of things that happen, right? Which is one of the downfalls of running is you build up to one race and then something totally out of your control happens. Right. But um, if it doesn't go at that one, then it's like totally try um, Got a backup. at New York. But um, yeah, I'm just, I, I would just guess that you're not going to be able to, to go quite as hard um, and be, but spending, I would, I would honestly spend that time just like really good recovery, really good sleep. Um, you're going to have to take, and it's funny saying this because I like have a 50 K coming up to train for my hundred K. Right. So I can sit here and say 26 miles yeah. is really taxing on your body. Yeah. You yeah. Necessarily use it as training, but um, that's another thing to consider is if you don't want that to necessarily be your all out race, yeah. you could kind of, then you have to like really take it easy, consider yeah. taking it easy as just a long run. Um, and then like a little bit more recovery time and then you can kind of continue training from there would yeah. be another option. Um, if you want in New York to be the big one but yeah that'll it'll be tough um but there are things just focus right like yeah focus on those really small things um that you can do right again because your tra your training is going to be what it is at that point so yeah and trust it yeah trust, trust the training it always yeah. comes through well yeah i'm excited about it though i Wait, so back up for a second. So you might mm -hmm. go switch back to marathons. Because Maybe. if you do, then <laughs> I feel like that, I feel like that will be, that would be interesting. But I feel like that would open the, if, <laughs> that would be great if I could get the record this year and then that's going to piss off David. So he's going to uh -huh. be doing marathons and then you join in because I was already telling him uh, it's like, my dream for him and I to run a marathon together. And if you were there, that'd be even better. Cause we could all, no. we could really make it interesting. We could like David and I have a bet yeah. for this year. So we could, uh, yep. And then we could turn that into a little, uh, family reunion. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would totally run it, especially for a bet. I don't know that I will like totally revert back to marathons. Um, but I think I'm now to the point of, you know, ultra training is, it's long, yeah. um, and it's very tiring. And now that I'm here, I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to just like go back to, and I, I don't ever want to say go back to just a marathon because yeah. <laughs> I, I hope anyone listening is, everyone should be very proud to run a marathon. That is a huge feat. So, yeah. um, yeah. I just haven't run one in so long. So I'm like, I would be so interested to see, you know, when it's a little bit more experience, like how I can, how I can really train for one, but I foresee it being like a one time, like, Oh, 
I'll switch back to a marathon really quick for just for fun. Some shorter training, yeah, just for some fun. Um, but I love I love the trails. We're gonna do some trail trail marathons, half marathons would be really fun. Shorter trail distances, but yeah, maybe we could get bet together from next year. But you got to get going on this bet for this year first. I know. I need. To, <laughs> I I have a lot of work to do to get back to that level because like the you know, 329 is an eight minute average and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not there yet. Like I just did it's this. Not the, slow. <laughs> yeah, no. And it, I feel like it, it's weirdly the, the progression of your body. It's like it, in, in one, on the one hand, it gets easier as you get faster. And on the other hand, it, each second is exponentially harder to take off your average. It's like, it's such a weird back and forth, but, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the half I did in end of, I guess it was January. Yeah. So I did that around a nine average. And then this one coming up in eight weeks, we'll, we'll see. I don't, I mean, it definitely will be going faster than a nine average, but I need, I need to get as close to eight as possible just to stay on track to get back in that range of, because I think before I ran the 329, I think my, halftime was like 715 average something like that so just to get back in striking range i think i have to get back Mm -hmm. down there so that's yeah and i I don't think you have to feel like you have to be at an eight minute average for this half already um probably won't be but yeah i mean remember it's it's a whole it's a whole process so if you start adding in like very intentional speed days to your training program, um, make it maybe a little, you can go longer than six weeks or 16 weeks. If you, if you feel like that you need that, but, um, yeah, being very intentional about speed days and your speed days are going to progress throughout the 16 weeks, right? Like you, you shouldn't be at a specific speed. Mm. You shouldn't be able to like hold the speed that you want in your marathon, right. When you start training, otherwise training was useless, right? Like you, you should be able to do it now. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the half would just be a really good gauge of, okay, this is where I'm at. This is how far out I am from New York or Chicago, whichever one you think mm-hmm. you want to go for. But um, And then build your program from the half um, yeah. and what that felt like and that speed. Um, and then start picking, like, specific speed days. Um you know, like, okay, this was race paced for 13 miles. So this is kind of where maybe my speed work can start. And then you, you'll kind of slowly progress from there. So I think that would be a great way to utilize that half and tackle it for beating David and maybe someday qualifying for Boston. Maybe that was the original goal for this year. Yeah. David hasn't gotten me on Boston yet. So I said, Yes, maybe you do have the record, but I do have the jacket. So we'll see. We'll see if anyone else. Blue jacket? Get the jacket. <laughs> or is it is it blue? So, or is it yellow? Mine was blue, but they do yeah. they change colors every year, which is cool. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm to excited too. I, yeah. David almost talked me into I actually was going to sign up for the lottery. Oh really? So I was like, yeah, I was like, but what if I got in and you didn't. Not a not a problem. <laughs> so I was like, no. I was like, I don't think I'm that ready for a marathon this year. I haven't even finished my 
my actual race, I was like, I don't want to be the one to get in when you're really the one that wanted to go. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to sign up for it. But um, well, yeah, if, maybe um, a future race. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I feel like this will be a good year. I think I, I really think I, I told them, uh, you know, originally, originally the goal was for me to run, run sub three this year. And that kind of, I think that kind of left the world of possibility after I had to take off February. Um, but, um, but I did, I did tell him, I was like, I'm, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to run sub three, but I do feel confident that I will beat you. So I think that's going to open the floodgates and it would be, it would be even more amazing if, if you joined in on that, it'll be really tough though. I'll be so threatened by that. If you two have each other to run with each other, I like that doesn't seem fair to me, but whatever, I'll just deal with it without a training partner. Yeah. I'm just going to find a data data runner. I'll find someone. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, I think that in order to be successful in some of these races, it's, you ha- you have to have confidence in yourself to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, and you have that. So that's that's the best <laughs> starting point. So now you just got to stay consistent, recover. Yeah. Consistency and recovery are, are some of the biggest things that, that will help. So 320, cool. 320, you're headed for a 320, not a 321, at least 320. 320. Yep. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Hey, thanks for doing this, Brooke. <clears throat> this is good. Thanks for asking me. That was yeah. fun. That was a fun chat. Always happy to talk about running, all things running. If you ever want to do it again, maybe after after your race, we can recap the race. Would be we fun. can we can touch base like every couple of months. I could be like, hey, this is where I'm at now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can That'd coach me through uh, beating David. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, cool. Well, good luck running and have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye. Great to chat with you. Bye. Thanks.